Welcome to the Sunderland Empire podcast, sponsored by Ambassador Theatre Group, a podcast that goes behind the scenes of one of the UK's biggest regional theatres, giving you the front row seat to the stars of the shows that visit, as well as the people who work tirelessly to keep the curtain up. My name's Robert Wilson-Baker. Come with me as we welcome you to the theatre we proudly call the West End of the North East. So here we are, episode one of the brand new Sunderland Empire podcast. How exciting is that? Welcome to a brand new series exploring all the things that go on in front of, behind and in between the curtains at one of the UK's biggest regional theatres the Sunderland Empire. It's the biggest theatre in the North East. It's also known as the West End of the North East. My name's Robert Wilson-Baker. I'm an actor and a broadcaster. And a little bit like you, I love all things to do with theatre, whether it's musicals, plays, pantomimes, you name it, I love it. But I also have a love for the theatre known as the Sunderland Empire. It's gorgeous theatre, Frank Matcham theatre. For those who know Frank Matcham, he's a brilliant designer, but There's so much more to this building than meets the eye. And we're going to be taking you along for the ride over the next couple of months as we delve behind the scenes to what goes on at the theatre. There's lots of big announcements that will be coming up for the shows that might be coming into 2023. There's going to be all sorts of guests that we're going to speak to from stars of the shows that come to the Empire to those people that are working behind the scenes the box office. We're going to be speaking to all sorts of people from all different walks of life that have common connection in place and that is the Sunderland Empire. On today's show we're going to be talking to Georgia Lennon who is a local lass from Hartlepool that recently performed at the Empire in the Osmonds musical as Marie Osmond and this was her first homecoming to the Sunderland Empire since she graduated so it's quite exciting to get someone like Georgia on. Plus we're going to be finding out all things to do with what a theatre director does at the Sunderland Empire as we speak to the Sunderland Empire's very own theatre director, Marie Nixon. But right now, you're probably thinking, what's going on at the Sunderland Empire? Well, it's time to tell you all about that in something that most people call the news. So with lots of things going on at the Sunderland Empire, we need a little bit of a lowdown on what's going on because, you know, there's going to be a whole host of shows announced over the next couple of months moving into 2023. There's going to be casting announcements. There's going to be exciting things happening that you need to know about. But I can't do that alone because, frankly, I don't know everything. But the person that knows everything is the communications manager, Kate Patterson, who is going to join me every episode. Hi, Kate. Hi. How are you doing? Nice to be here. It's very good. So tell us what you do, because what you do is pretty much like you are the gatekeeper of all things to do with information. <laughs> Keeper of the showcase. <laughs> yes. So I work with all things press at Sunderland Empire and I have the absolute joy of getting to announce the biggest shows that are coming very soon to the Empire and yeah, getting getting the word out there so everyone knows what they're getting to come and see in the future. So yes, and how hard is it to keep those secrets? Because oh, there's some big secrets. Very you've hard. Got to keep. Yeah. I feel like some sort of like, you know, government spy or something, you know. <laughs> I can't tell anyone. But there's some things that you can tell us about, including some of the shows that are coming up in yes. the next couple of months, because there's some absolute corkers coming up between now and Christmas. Let's start with something that's coming very, very soon at the time of recording this. This is Strictly Ballroom. It's a brand new version. It's a brand new Mm. tour. And it's got some Strictly stars that are heading it up. Yes, it's got some fantastic Strictly stars in it. So we've got Kevin Clifton, who is longtime dancer um, on Strictly. 
and Maisie Smith, who danced with Kevin in Strictly Come Dancing's 2019 Children in Need special. I remember this because this was the year before she went into Strictly. Yes. Uh And obviously she's a massive TikTok star now as well. Do you know, this is a show that's been rescheduled, 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 but it's finally coming Mm-hmm. This October. Yes, and it's going to be totally dazzling. It is coming from Monday the 10th to Saturday the 15th of October. So it's just a nice one for, you know, when it's getting a bit wintry and you're wanting something a bit sparkly, get you kind of in the mood for the festive season. And another thing I didn't know about this is Judge Craig Revel Hallwood's directing it. Yes, so Craig is director and the co-choreographer. So you can imagine, like, it's got all of those kind of, his, like, strictly kind of, kind of take on it I guess. especially because his co-choreographer is the creative director for Strictly at the moment yes and I actually believe that the film of Strictly Ballroom was slightly like lightly based on him as well really yes which is quite an interesting little piece of information That's very exciting. <laughs> and the other thing that I'm, I'm looking at this which people might not know is it's always exciting when people from the northeast come into shows because it's a big sort of homecoming, especially for people this side yep. of the River Weir or in South Hindside. Mm-hmm. Liv Alexander, who you may not know now, but is going to be, hopefully be a massive West End star. She's been in six, she's been in all sorts. She's from Jarrah. Yeah, she's from Jarrah. She's local lass. So we're all very excited to kind of be getting interviews with her. She's probably going to be a big star. So it's good to kind of see her in her hometown before she kind of shoots off. And when's that going to be here at the Empire? So that is Monday the 10th to Saturday the 15th of October. As I said before, it's a very kind of glittery show. It's based on Baz Luhrmann's film. So if you know his stuff, it's very kind of visually stunning the show is exactly the same you're coming for a really kind of visually beautiful night out i can't wait to see it something else i can't wait to see which i'm so gutted i missed when it was here in 2019 book of mormon is doing a return engagement on its uk tour for two weeks only and this has only been announced the last couple of months so what's it like to get book of mormon back It's so exciting. Very, very exciting. Obviously here for two weeks only this time. So it's a kind of shorter amount of time you've got to come and see it, which makes it all the more like you need to come because it's going to be very popular. I believe it's been seen by upmost of 17 million people now. Wow. Um, It's, you know, it's incredibly popular. Because this is a thing that when something takes off like Book of Mormon or like any musical and 17 million people see it, it's... Mm -hmm got a track record yes it's not for the faint-hearted but it is something that is just it's a worldwide spectacular yeah it really is and it's made by the writers of south park and team america and the ironic thing about that is as well the person who wrote the music for it wrote frozen which yes. i find hilarious and, in right. and coco as well really yeah so you can imagine how catchy the songs are as well they are songs that'll stick in your mind for weeks after the show you'll still be humming along and that's going to be perfect treat for half term as well if people are looking for something to take the older ones to so when's that here till that is tuesday the 18th to saturday the 29th of october it's not long indeed but there's not only some amazing musicals that are coming up. You've also got some fantastic little one-nighters or special shows that are only going to be here for like one or two days. And the one that sort of stood out to me straight away was Brian Cox, because, you know, he's so, basically he's a genius. If you see him on TV talking about the stars and the space, 
It's just the way he talks about it. It's so fascinating. And to have him at the Empire is out of this world. He's, he's absolutely fascinating to watch. I mean, if you've watched anything of his on the TV, he just really enamors anyone that's watching. And this show's really quite immersive. It's kind of like a cinematic journey. You know, the theatre will be using LED screen technology. And so the theatre is going to be filled with images of galaxies, alien worlds, black holes. You know, like you're really immersed into this space that he's like, talking about and creating and that's only here for a limited period of time yes so it's here for one day only on the 1st of october so that is perfect for the nights creeping in yes to get intertwined with all the stars of that but also another thing that popped up to me when we were talking about some of the things that the creators of book of mormon have done and on the lines of coco we've got encanto yes this is a seriously fun one for families disney fans all that kind of jazz. You know, you are the stars basically as the audience. We'll have like the film playing and you'll have all of the lyrics to sing along to. You get a cute little goodie bag. You get taught how to dance along to some of the songs. You know, it is a really kind of audience engagey kind of show. It's a lot of fun. We recently had one of their other shows, The Great Showman Sing Along. That was hugely popular. Um, and I think this one will be just as, just as popular and it's a great one for the kids and when's that here so that's sunday the 2nd of october finally one last thing we're going to talk about is if you are a fan of disco music we've got something that again stood out to me the most perfect thing for you yeah so that is lost in music one night at the disco that has come to us on friday the 7th of october and it's just such a fun night out for like anyone who's a big music fan. You know, you'll be reliving some of the greatest songs of all time, including, you know, Donna Summer, Gloria Gaynor, Your Earth, Wind and Fire, Sister Sledge. She... I've got friends who definitely will come and see that. Yeah, it, it is. It's a great night out. You'll, you'll be leaving on a high. It's a real good feel good show. And that's here Friday the 7th of October. Perfect. October summary there. Kate, thank you so much. Thank you. Every episode, we're going to talk about something that relates to you in many different ways, because theatre is not only about the shows that come in, it's got something that relates to you. And today we're going to talk about the fact that the Sun and Empire in September marked a full year since reopening after the COVID-19 pandemic. Theatre was closed for over 500 days in Sunderland. That is something that, for me, sits completely wrong to have theatre, a building like this, shut for such a long time. It's absolutely baffling. It was baffling for you as well, but we got theatre up and running. We got it back. And for the last year, we've been celebrating some amazing shows that have come to the Sunderland Empire. Now, one person who's been here throughout it all is theatre director Marie Nixon. Now, Marie started just before the pandemic hit. Now, when I say just before, I'm telling you the week before. And here's what happened when Marie told me all about her first week and how the impact of COVID hit the Sunderland Empire. I started here at the Sunderland Empire in this role the week before the first lockdown. So I came into the office, I met everyone, everyone was so brilliant. They showed me where the kettle was, they showed me where everything was, they gave my keys and we had a really good week. Um, We had Birmingham Royal Ballet in that week. So, you know, spent some time with that company, watching the ballet. Great, just getting to know everyone. And then the following Monday, the Prime Minister made the speech where he advised people not to go to theatres, not to go to pubs, not to kind of go to communal social spaces. 
And so we closed that night. But yes, then unfortunately the theatre was closed and we thought it would be a very short term thing. But actually it turned out the theatre was closed for nearly two years, which none of us could have predicted. 18 months it was shut. And so my first days at the Sunderland Empire were quite unusual for a new theatre director because instead of putting on other shows and welcoming lots of audiences and meeting all the teams, actually the first job was to close the theatre and let the customers know that they uh, weren't going to be seeing the shows and have discussions with the visiting companies around what would happen around their their dates and how we could move those. For the first 18 months, was more or less me in the theatre <laughs> all on my own, which is unusual. And it's not right, actually. Theatres are meant to be really full and thronging with people, so it's quite an eerie feeling. Having said that, I think I was consider myself very privileged and very lucky to have been able to come to this theatre um, when others were not able to work from um, from their workplaces. Uh, so it was really heartening and reassuring to see that the theatre was still here. It was just waiting and I was kind of keeping an eye on it and making sure that it was all ready for, for when audiences could return and, and experience that joy that theatre gives you. That was Marie Nixon, uh, theatre director, talking about how theatre is so glad to be back here in Sunder. Now, Kate, who is the communications manager, still joins me because you started this last year here at the Sunder mm-hmm. Empire. Yeah. So what's it been like, sort of, you don't know anything before? Yeah, so I'm a huge theatre lover, but I started working here sort of just after we reopened, really. I think it was a month after. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, coming into the theatre where we still had, you know, like, a little COVID rules and things like that and trying to kind of get people back into the theatre to enjoy those shows that they've been missing for so long. And that's the thing because there's been a bit of angst coming back to the theatre over the last year, but in Sunday, for some reason, people have come in in their numbers and oh, yeah. you did a bit of a count. Yes, I did. You've got your statistic. <laughs> I love a good statistic. So tell us a little bit about that because when I saw these figures, I went, absolutely, Wow. So how many people have been here roughly since September 2021 to September 22? Yeah, so it's it'll be over this number now, but at the time um, it was a whopping 305,603 people. That's so, just over a quarter of a million people. Yeah. So people are really keen to be back, which is lovely. <laughs> in some of the shows that have been here in the last year, 65 Shows, one-night engagements, comedy shows, mm. musicals, you name it. There's been so many brilliant things. And looking at the list of things that have been here this year, there's been a real variety. And I think that's what's brilliant about the Sun and Empire. Well, the first one that I saw back at the theatre was Rocky Horror. I'd never seen Rocky Horror before, but that was just magnificent. We've had School of Rock. And then we've had things like Beauty and the Beast. Which is totally magical. It's actually been quite emotive to look back, you know, all of the shows that we've had and the way people have reacted to them. It's been fantastic, really. And some of the highlights, again, I'm looking at the list. I could talk about them all in different ways. You've got Dream Girls, which really stood out, mm-hmm. and Beauty and the Beast, because they're some of the biggest shows that have been this yeah. year. I mean, I came back to see Beauty and the Beast three times. <laughs> yeah. that's, I loved it that much. It is. It's just such a magic one it really takes you into a completely different place after being stuck in for two years I think it's what everybody needed but I have to say it was completely magical as well walking into work to a Disney soundtrack it really did make you just feel like a Disney princess oh, <laughs> no, but there's something about that magic which again theatre magic is so different to many different people and yeah it's something that you just can't describe 
Aiden Duty Boys was like that for me. I mean, what other shows? We were Lion, Witch and Wardrobe just before Christmas. Yeah, Everything, every show at the 65 one night engagements, the musicals, the comedy, the plays, they bring something to it. And you can't describe how amazing it is to have theatre back. But it's not just our word that we're describing here. One of the things that's brilliant about the Sun Empire is the audiences that come. And during Rock of Ages, which was here just at the beginning of this September, we spoke to you about what your thoughts were on theatre being back after so long. And here's what you had to say. I am so, so excited to be back at the Empire a year on from COVID because it's just, it's a beautiful theatre. And theatre, I think means a lot to people but it means a lot to me especially with my dad being in the art and things so it's just a return to normality for me. It just felt like a really powerful like motion to, to, just to be back here just to watch the shows again because after Covid struck it's just been a nightmare because you won't be able to see any shows you couldn't like socialise with any friends you couldn't enjoy yourself but I feel like I'm back home in a way. They're like West End musicals that we can see locally and we don't have to go all the way down to London to see, so I think it's fantastic. It feels fantastic. It, you can't beat live. You just can't. It's just amazing. Some of your thoughts on theatre being back at the Sun and Empire after 500 days of no theatre. And that is just a, a thought that I would hope we never have to think about again. Kate, looking to 2023 and looking at to the end of this year, there's some brilliant shows coming up. There's going to be lots of amazing things for people to come and see. I mean, we've got Panto, which just had some casting announcements. I mean, Les Mis at the end of the year, which is the first time it's been here ever in its history. Yeah, uh we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. You know, those huge West End shows, you know, they all just keep coming and we've got lots more announcements to come for 2023. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled for that because I will be announcing them very soon. <laughs> and this is the place to hear them. So Kate, of course, we'll be talking every week about all the new show announcements and things that come in. So thank you very much. Thank you. Now, you may not be the person who relates to this, but are you that person who goes to see a show at the Empire, buys a programme, sits in the auditorium, and before the show has a little scan to see who's in the show, where they've been before, what productions they've done, where they're trained, or where they're actually from. Because nine times out of ten, there is a little hidden gem somewhere, whether it be the lead or in the ensemble, who hails from the northeast of England. And our job as northeast theatre goers is to celebrate the talent that comes through the doors. But not only that, but to celebrate our fellow northeast people who come back to the Sun and Empire and perform in their home turf. And that's what happened a couple of weeks ago when we caught up with Hartlepool lass Georgia Lennon. Now, Georgia Lennon has just finished a stint at the Sun and Empire as Marie Osmond, that iconic Osmond daughter in the Osmonds musical, which is currently touring across the country until the end of the year. Now, Georgia hails from Hartlepool. And this was the first time that she had performed in the Sun and Empire since graduating and I was so fortunate enough to catch up with Georgia just before she opened the show in the Ambassadors Lounge which is a beautiful part of the Southern Empire. Now I asked Georgia so many things about growing up in the northeast, visiting the Sunderland Empire as a young person but most importantly the one question I wanted to know was what was it like being back home at the Sunderland Empire? 
Georgia, thank you so much and welcome back home. Thank you very much, thank you for having me. So you've been touring across the country in Osmonds and this is the one and only time it's in the northeast. How does it feel to be back in really your home theatre? It's such a special moment. I arrived here in the theatre today and was just having a little wander through the auditorium and front of house. And it's so strange because this is the theatre that I grew up watching so much theatre and musicals, everything that came here, my mom and dad would always bring me to watch. And so to now be on the other side of that and be that person on stage is just such a special moment. And it's really nostalgic wandering through the theatre and just remembering all these, I had all these flashbacks when I got here of um, things that I remember coming to see and who I came to see them with and being like, oh my gosh, I wandered through here. And yeah, so it's, because one of the things that we we talk about on the podcast is about the weird side story, about people's first experiences yeah. of coming to the impact. Can you uh-huh. remember your first show that you saw here? Do you know what? I can't. I, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but I remember over the years I've seen so many things here. One of the things that really sticks in my mind is I came to see Lion King and I was in I was in secondary school when Lion King was here and two of my music teachers brought me to see it as part of a school trip. And I just remember sitting there with them and just being blown away by everything. And at that point I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And my teachers were just like sat there with me like, oh, this might be you one day. And they're actually coming to watch this week. No, they're not. And now I'm up there on that stage and it was like us sat there all together. So it's crazy, really. Because it's weird because you don't really hear much of schools coming to the theatre in in the wider stream. Obviously, they still take people to the theatre every now and again, mm-hmm. but it's stuff like that yeah. that just really encapsulates that. What other shows can you remember from being here that have really stood out Gosh, to you? I'm trying to think. I've seen Wicked, Legally Blonde, Lion King. And I've seen stuff when I was younger as well. I'm trying to remember. And now that's even, you. Yeah, even pantomimes and stuff like that. I used to come every year to the pantomime here. And that is me up there now, which is just so crazy. So tell us a little bit about the Osmonds. So the Osmonds have obviously been and come. It's a fantastic show. And now you're here doing it and you're playing Marie Osmond. Mm-hmm. What's that like? It's amazing. And it's such an honor to play such a strong, powerful and inspirational female character. The Osmonds is just this wonderful story of all the songs that you know and love but also this roller coaster of emotions as well that you don't necessarily associate with the Osmonds. And it's about so much more than just that success that they experienced and that they um, showed the public how amazing they were. It's about the struggles and the highs and lows that they went through as well. And I think that's what really draws people to this show is that it has that real human element of family and fight and determination that you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And people don't expect that when they come and see it. They expect to just be dancing along in their seat for the whole three hours. And you go, yes, but there's so many other elements to that as well. And I think that's what the beauty of this show is. And the songs are so memorable. Yeah, there's some amazing songs. Yeah. So what is it like hearing those reactions to the songs to go, oh, I remember that song. Oh, I remember that song. It's great. And I mean, the audience reaction to all of these songs in the show is just so special to hear people sing along to Paper Roses with me and people are transformed back to their younger selves when they hear Puppy Love and they're all screaming in the audience and it's something that I've never experienced before and the 
the atmosphere every single night is just electric. And I think it is down to the songs that people know and love. And that's the sort of thing that we've missed over the last year. We've missed the breath of excitement in the air from the theatre. We've had it, obviously, for the past year. And it's been a year, pretty much, since the theatre's reopened. Yeah. So what was it like being back in theatres after all this break that we've had? I think it was, for me at first, it was a huge moment of relief because I think during COVID there was a time when me and and loads of other people, there seemed to be no light at the end of the tunnel. And it was that moment of, gosh, are we ever really going to get theatre back? Are we going to get it back to full capacity again? Are we going to be able to do this for a living now? Or are things going to completely change? So to now be in a time where we've resumed to some sort of normality is that moment of like, oh, thank God, I can do what I love and can be up there on that stage and inspire audiences every night and give them something to smile about and be happy about and to forget everything else that's going on for a couple of hours. And I think that's what's so important about theatre is to remember that, that they, it transforms people's lives for a couple of hours and gives them something else to think about. And we were missing that in COVID. Yeah. And we didn't have that. And it's just so nice now that we get to do that again and we get to spread these important messages and just give people a lovely evening out. And um, I think that's what everyone's really been missing. And especially this show, it has that that element to it that just is, it's such a feel-good show that it's what everyone needs. Hartlepool last George and Lennon there, who's currently playing Marie Osmond on the UK tour of the Osmonds musical, talking about not only how excited she was to have theatre back after a year and a half of no theatre, but to be back in her home turf at the Sun and Empire, as she currently tours across the UK in the show, which is running until December. Now, from one Marie to another, one of the things that is brilliant about the Sun and Empire is not only the shows that come, but the people that work there. There is a real heart from the front of house staff, the people that work at the bar, the people who work behind the scenes, the people who work in marketing. There's so many different people that work in so many different jobs that you may not even realise that help the theatre run so smoothly. And every episode, we're going to delve into that in something that we're calling a weird side story. We're going to speak to members of staff who've been there years some aren't only brand new to the jobs as well and ask them about what they do what their typical day is why they love the job but most importantly how they came to Sunderland as part of their weird side story and this week to start us off we're speaking to Marie Nixon who is the theatre director which is a very big job at the Sunderland Empire it ranges from not only looking after the physical building to managing everything that happens at the Sudden Empire. So we caught up with Marie via Zoom to ask her all about her weird side story so far. Hello, I'm Marie Nixon and I'm the theatre director here at the Sunderland Empire. What I do at the Sunderland Empire is all sorts of things. So I'm kind of the head of the management team and we look at kind of every aspect of how the theatre runs from kind of what shows are coming, from who is coming, marketing all the shows, making sure that um, the budgets all work, working with the brilliant people across the city and across the northeast so they understand what an amazing theatre the Sunderland Empire is and what a huge asset it is to our region. So a typical day in the life of a theatre director here at the Sunderland Empire, I would get to work at about 10 o'clock. I'd look at 
all of the data that's coming overnight about which tickets are selling for which shows and how all that is going. So I'd do that first and then kind of make a few adjustments based on that. If there was a show in, I'd probably pop over uh, with our theatre manager to go and see the company manager. So a company manager is a person who works with a touring production and they're kind of in charge of all the logistics of that. So we'll check in with them and see if they've got everything they need to have a really successful show that night. Then I'll have a few meetings or have some discussions with our head of marketing, our creative learning team, our technical team and our administrator and we kind of chat about what's happening that day and that week. So really I'm very much about coordinating and working with all the teams here and the visiting productions to make sure that everyone has the most brilliant time. So my first experience of the Sunderland Empire is coming to see Keith Harrison Orville when I was five years old. My friend's mum brought me and my friends uh, for her birthday and yeah, it's one of my favourite memories actually. Um, I remember being completely spellbound. So excited to see these characters that I've been watching on TV as a little kid, to see them in real life, such a thrill. And then this was the best bit. Orville, who I'd always suspected was real and not a puppet, drove himself onto the stage in a white limousine. And my mind was absolutely blown. It was like, oh, that is magical. He is real. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> There are so many reasons I like working at the Empire. Um, I love being able to come into this absolutely magnificent theatre every day. It makes us feel deeply happy. The team here are incredible. I absolutely love the people that I work with. The shows that we get, I mean, are just remarkable. And I absolutely love being able to see, personally see all of these incredible productions, but also like, feel like you are literally presenting them to your city and your region and you know folks don't have to go to the West End to see these incredible productions they, they do come to Sunderland and I think that's absolutely remarkable and I love that one word that I can think of which is really kind of resonating is joyful I just think it's a place of such joy I think there are so few places in kind of the modern technology-driven age where you do put your phone away you do put all your devices away you sit in that seat the lights go down you can almost feel kind of palpably feel the anticipation and then you just kind of in the experience it completely takes you over so that kind of joyful human connection is the thing that i think i love about the Sunland empire and that's what i would that's what i would say Marie Nixon there with her weird side story as theatre director of the Sudden Empire. It's always interesting when you hear about stories of people being inspired by children's theatre. It's so important, whether it's pantomime or, like, you know, children's theatre that tours from TV shows. It's so important to have those shows at the forefront of theatre because they do inspire the next generation, which is funny that you talk about inspiring the next generation. Georgia Lennon, who's currently starring in the UK tour of The Osmonds, was one of those people that was inspired by going to see theatre. And now, as the Hartlepool last tours across the UK, we caught up with her back in her home turf of Sunderland at the Ambassador's Lounge, which is situated in the front of the house of the theatre. And I wanted to know a little bit more about her experiences being back in the Empire after what has been a really weird time for theatre makers and theatre audiences alike. 
It's the first time I've been here since the pandemic, yes. And to just walk back in and this is like, this is my, what I would class as my home theatre. It's the closest and biggest theatre to um, my home. I went to take some photos earlier on and I walked through the, the front entrance and I was just stood there downstairs and I was like, oh my word, this was me when I was younger that so many times and I did exactly what I did every time I want, walk in here and just sort of you take in the surroundings and everything around you. And I just had that moment of like, wow. And it's one of those theatres that you, as much as every theatre has got a uniqueness to it. Yeah. There's something about the Son of Empire that just magical. So have you been telling your cast about it? Yeah, I've been bigging up and hyping up this week so much to the cast. And I just love the theatre. It's so beautiful everywhere. The dressing rooms are amazing. The front of house is so beautiful and the auditorium itself. Everything here is just so beautiful and it's such a an amazing theatre. And I think the we we have such a an array of theatres on our tour. So we go to really modern buildings and old matchroom auditoriums and loads of different places, small theatres, ginormous theatres, and I think Sunderland is one of the best. And it's just, it's got all that old interior to it, so it just looks like, it has so much history and so much heritage behind it that adds to its beauty, and I really love that. If you could tell anybody about the Sunderland Empire only using three words, what would those three words be? This is a hard one. Um... I think magical would definitely be one of them because every time I come here since being little, um, it's always that had that element of awe and wonder to it. Um, so magical would be my first one. I think memorable would be my second one because I think every time anyone comes here to see something, you always have that that image of what you saw here, whether that's the image of walking into the theatre or sitting in your seat or what was on stage at that time. It's very memorable, so you can always... You always have that in your mind of going, oh, remember when I went to see that? Um, so definitely those two, magical, memorable. Do you know what? I think I'm going to go for family as my third one because I think you always come to the theatre and make a day of it, don't you? You always come with your family or you come with your friends and it just has that. It's always such a lovely thing to do, come to the theatre. And I think that's what I love about it as well is that it joins so many people. Whether that's you come on your own and you meet someone new when you're at the theatre, it still has that family aspect to it. Um, so I think that would be my three. Magical, memorable and family. It's always great to see Northeast people representing themselves for the Northeast and doing us proud. That was Georgia Lennon, who is from Hartlepool, currently touring in the UK production of the Osmonds musical as Marie Osmond, that iconic singer which is currently touring across the country until December. Big thank you to Georgia and to Marie Nixon and Kate Patterson from the Sun and Empire for joining us on today's episode. As we bring down the curtain on episode one, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be here for another couple of episodes. So if you like what you hear, don't forget to follow us on your podcasting service to keep up to date with all the episodes that are to come. And you never know, we might be speaking to some of the stars of the shows that you know and love. And trust me, there's some big announcements on the way, some big shows coming to the Northeast and the Sun and Empire. So stay tuned for that. And as always, if you like something that you hear or you just want to have a little browse at some of the shows that may be coming to the Northeast, go to atgtickets.com forward slash Sunderland hyphen empire where you can keep up to date with all of that or you can follow us at Sund Empire on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and also Sunland Empire 
on Facebook. And that is it for episode one. So until then, I'll see you very soon. You've been listening to an episode of the Sunderland Empire podcast hosted and produced by Robert Wilson Baker. This series has been sponsored by Ambassador Theatre Group and you can get more information on the shows and events coming to the Sunderland Empire by going to atgtickets.com forward slash Sunderland hyphen empire. <laughs>